Welcome back, guys, to the Four Corporate Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys are doing really well. Uh, good morning and happy Sunday. I don't know when you guys are going to be watching this, if it's still, but it'll still be the morning, I guess. But uh, hopefully you guys are doing well. Please make sure to go ahead and rate the podcast, both Google and Apple Podcasts, as well as just letting me know how well the episode is. Um, also, sorry for not uploading yesterday. I'm really trying to just get, you know, I'm trying to just, I've been trying to figure out, like, when I'm waiting for, when I'm waiting to see if I can get an episode done. Uh, I guess I didn't really, like, I just, I, I, I tried to avoid it because... I don't. Re- I really don't like making little ten to twelve minute videos. Um, so I tried to wait to see if it anything else comes up to make it longer, but it just it doesn't. It's, it's not gonna work out that way this time. And uh, I ended up just having the same amount as I did, ye- same amount of stuff to talk about as I did yesterday. So I was better off just doing it. Um, so this is gonna end up being a short one. I don't want to make you guys wait. You know, I don't want to keep putting off episodes, so uh, just get one out. But um, yeah, so again, not that much stuff to talk about here today. Just some basic, you know, little little things here. No, nothing real, like crazy, but you know, it'll it'll uh, it'll be good. But uh, yeah, let's get into today's episode and um, yeah, see what we got here. So. First thing here, now I thought this was pretty interesting because I know that this has been talked about every, you know, on and off throughout the season. But um, his Tom Brady's general manager brings up his age again, and when he wants, and then you know, whatever, and something about playing until he's fifty years old or something, and then Tom goes, "quote Even for me, that's a long time." End quote. So. Yeah, it's it's absolutely you know it's always funny whenever it gets brought up. And now, like I said, it got brought up a couple times this season. And I think it's just funny every time it does. But here's an interesting statistic. So there's like a little in video, like a little with um in website video that plays all the time whenever you click on these types of articles. And the first thing I paused on is statistics from Tom Brady's. First, since he's turned 40 years old. So since 2017, since he officially turned 40, this these are his stats. He ranks first in everything but one of them. And the only one he doesn't rank first in, he ranks second. So the Tom Brady, since turning 40, since 2017, he has 47 quarterback wins. That's first. The, the, the one thing that he's second in, though, is passing touchdowns, and that's at one. he's at 125. I don't know what the first place is, but it says that he's second on that. Super Bowl appearances, he's had three since first in that. MVPs, one, and he's first in that as well. And then there's a little yellow asterisk here at the bottom. 2020 first quarter. 2020 first quarterback with 40 plus pass touchdowns in a season at age 40 plus. 
Where's that? At? That ain't even on the. That even on the graphic. I don't know. But that is just insane. I wanted to share that before getting into the article. That that's even there. But yeah, so Tom Brady multiple times before slated that he wants to play until he's about 45. That's always been his goal. He's talked about it more than ever, specifically the past like four-ish seasons, three, four seasons. He's talked about it a lot. Or even maybe even a touch a little bit longer. Um I remember early on in the earlier this season he was asked about that goal and what he thinks about potentially playing longer. And he said, he said, I might, he's like, I said something like I might be able to do that or something like that. I don't know if it'll be in here, but he said something like it's, it's not, it's not like, I think he said something along the lines of like, it's not impossible. Like at the point of um, uh, where the, the point that I'm at right now, it's not, He's like, it wouldn't be crazy to think that I might be able to go a little bit longer. He said, I, I, he was like, I, oh, yeah, that's what he said. He said something like, ah, I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. I think he ended up saying something like, I've been thinking about it or something like that. like, Or like, yeah, it's been on my mind or something like that. So, I don't know, but excuse me, guys. Sorry about that. Every time I kept breathing in and out, it bothered me. But yeah, so Jason Light, his general manager, said he said he let ageless ageless champion play until he was fifty, referring to Brady. And then, uh, but yeah, so two two seasons left on his current on his uh, recently and his current signed extension with the Buccaneers and intends to make a decision on what's to and what's to come of the most successful career in NFL history after that. Yeah, definitely one of the more his, historic ones. And this is what Brady had to say to USA Today recently from Jory Epstein. Quote, 50 that's a long time. Even for me, that's a long time. I've always said 45 was the age that I wanted to reach, and that was my goal. This year, I'll be 44, so next year, I'll be 45. I got two. I got a two-year contract. End quote. Yeah, that perfectly lines up with, with you know, what he's aiming for. Like, you know, in the past, like, three, four seasons, and not even three, four seasons, like the past, like, five to six seasons, I would say, he has always, like, if you've noticed, he's always done smaller contracts. Like, he's never done anything huge. Like, you've never seen Brady take on a five-year contract. Like, he's always taken on maybe three. But as of recently, ever since he's gotten older, he's always been taking, like, little small, like, two-year contracts. And then he'll just break down his – instead of giving him one big deal, they'll just keep giving him little mini two-years. And he's gotten a bunch of those. It's like two-year, three-year contracts. Uh, and this lines up perfectly with this year 45 goal. Like he said, he'll be 44 this year, this year in August. And then he'll be 45 next year. And that lines perfectly up with his two-year contract. So he could end up calling it quits after that. Maybe he really will just play till the 45. 
And, I mean, he's always kind of said, too, that he'll just play until he's, you know, until he doesn't feel that he can do it anymore. Like, once he feels like he's, you know, once he feels like he really can't, he's not, it's not feeling the same anymore. He's a lot more, you know, he's always feeling a lot more injured. He's always, he doesn't feel like he can really do it anymore, then he'll quit. But, you know, if he can keep playing after, up until he's 45, why quit then? You know what I mean? Like, keep doing it for as long as you can. Like, if you feel really like you can keep doing it at 45, then you're good. But it, it is a commitment, though. It is a – but Brady knows that better than anyone, so. So, at 43 currently somehow defies logic and looks like he performs at the age of maybe middle 25, maybe middle 20s, middle to late 20s, early 30s. Still playing like that, and he's 43. Continues to push back father time. Continues to do all these things. Looking to already repeat a Super Bowl champion once again. He's been in that position multiple times. Did it back in 2000. I think it was the 2000, 2003-2004 season. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, looking for his record, not even for a record, I mean, eighth Super Bowl championship in the Bucks, second one in a row. Looking for it, trying to see. And, uh, yeah, with Drew Brees recently retiring, Brady is now closing in on becoming the NFL's leader in career pass yards as he needs 1,155 to pass Brees, who has in total 80,358. Already head of Brees and holds the top spot for career touchdown passes at 581, but can not only upon that mark, but not can, but not only can build upon that mark and its margin, but become the first to hit 600 touchdown passes after becoming the second to reach 80,000 pass yards. And yeah, that's 581. That's hittable. You literally only need. You only need 19 more touchdowns. And that is probably doable in one season. I feel like, yeah, because players have hit 40, 50 in a season. He could probably hit, he could, he could definitely hit 19 for sure. For sure. He could hit that, yeah, he could hit that this season exactly. And then this is just kind of going through his entire stats. He can also become just the fourth quarterback in league chronicle to defeat all 32 teams if he's able to do it in week four against the Patriots and what was supposed to be the most anticipated regular season game of the year. Plenty to look ahead for the 21 season and 22 campaign as for a possible 23 run in an age 46 season. And what Brady also said at the end of that was, quote, I'll just have to evaluate it. All that when it comes, it's a physical sport. Anything could happen. So I'm going to go out there this year and give everything I've got, like I've done every other year, and then take it from there. And quote, cool. yeah, you can't really look ahead like that because football is such a, a demanding sport to one physical, you know, to one specific part of a season and one specific stage of a season. You know, you really can't 
football's one of those sports that you really just can't, you know, you really can't look at that stuff. You just have to, you know, look at it from the perspective of, look, like, I'm so happy to already be in this position like I am. Why would I, you know, why would I look ahead like that and act like, you know, I'll be fine? Because you never know what could happen. And a lot of things could happen, so... Anyway, let's move on. Didn't mean to spend so much time on that. But next thing here is that the, the Jets are saying that they are encouraged by the desire of by Zach Wilson to want to master the offense following his first minicamp with the Jets. So Zach Wilson learned the valuable lesson in his first few weeks of work as a New York Jet. Not an easy task. Isn't shying away from the challenge, though, accepted... He's also not keeping the difficulty of it hidden. Wilson said, quote, it's hard to say exactly how you did. Personally, in my eyes, I feel like I can improve every single day. I feel like I'm learning something every single day. Excuse me. Even on the good days, it's still frustrating. And it's just because it's like a foreign language. Every single day, it's the same plays, but you're getting different reps, different looks at it, different defensive coverage, whatever it is. End quote. But yeah, so quickly realizing the information might be overwhelming. You know, that comes in like the plays and everything else that kind of just goes into a play and goes into whatever you call. And um, Jarrett's aren't giving a single thought to the use of mental training wheels, throwing Wilson into the controlled burn that is minicamp. Not easy, but is essential if New York wants the number two overall pick to blossom into the franchise quarterback. I never quite saw in Sam Darnold, although I really can't blame Sam Darnold for that because, like I've said many times before, I don't blame Sam Darnold for what happened in New York. I blame New York for the problems in New York. I think that they have a shitty system over there. I don't think it's very good. I think that they... They essentially just don't know how to, you know, how to handle a quarterback and how to, and how to, you know, how to grow them. I think Sam Darnold, if he would have been drafted to any other team, I think he would have been blossomed into something good. I don't think he would have turned out the way he did so far. And I don't think he would have had the type of season he's had, type of career up to this point. I just think it's New York. They don't really have the right type of... But I've talked about that before, so I don't have to talk about it now. But, um, let's see here. Coordinator Mike uh, Mike LaFleur had to say, quote, it's painful to swing and miss once under center. It's not an option the second time around. It's been a learning curve for him. We've thrown a lot at him, end quote. Yeah, and I don't know if this is something they do to everyone or if this is something that they're changing because they can't seem to ever find a quarterback if they're changing up the approach here. But, uh, yeah, so Wilson reportedly has impressed all of his coaches now that he's handled their manufactured adversity, hasn't always had the security of a play script, occasionally being directed to lead the offense through a period in which he's in charge of calling plays. Wilson hasn't had – the playbook for two months, yet as LaFleur said, he's done a, quote, really good job, end quote. 
In these instances, thanks to investing plenty of time into adjusting the offense, result of a character trait that the Jets have identified Wilson, one that has convinced them that they made the right decision in April. And head coach Robert Sala also had to say, quote, Zach loves ball. That's one thing that I've learned. He's He's unflappable in the sense that he doesn't care whether something went good or bad. He wants to know why it went good or bad. He wants to learn from it. Wired exactly the way you want all players to be wired. So now it's just a matter of him getting as as many reps as possible to to go into it, to go into as many situations as possible to see how much he can get better. End quote. And that's all you can really ever ask for, you know. Keep putting. Obviously, something went wrong with the whole Sam Darnold thing, right? So obviously, you want to bring in a different approach. That where maybe there is something wrong with the front office, but maybe it's just their approach. You bring in a different approach because you obviously know that that plan obviously went to hell back when you had Darnold. So you obviously need to come up with a different plan. You come up with a different plan. You create a little bit more adversity for the quarterback, whoever it may be. This case, Zach Wilson. You bring in a little bit more adversity, like he said that they did. You know, you bring in a couple different, you know, game day situations. Maybe it comes down to a point where you feel like it would be better to have Zach Wilson, you know, come up with a play on his own or whatever the case may be. You let him do that. You maybe put like a little, you maybe maybe get him ready for like a game day situation in practice. You put up a score on the scoreboard or something to make him like truly think about what he's got to do. And to make him truly like feel the experience, and then you just kind of, you know, get him to do what you wanted, what you know, what you ask him to do, and then you try to see if he can perform that, and see if he gets you know phased at all, or see if he doesn't get phased. You know, putting him in little situations like that, and putting him on seven on sevens, eleven on seven, you know, eleven on elevens, all that other good stuff. You know, different game situations, different whatever, just to get him, you know, see how well he would do against maybe like a veteran defense, you know, a veteran defensive player. You want him to like test certain people. You want him to test certain players, see how he would do against a, a veteran on a team or against someone that knows the defense really, really well and see if he can get the ball around that player and see if he can, you know, see how well he can really move that ball around because those are all little things that are going to matter, you know, at some point and, you know, you take them out of that comfort zone, it'll make them a much better player. So I'm excited to see what Zach Wilson does this year. Although like I, I'm a Patriots fan. He's a, a jet player. So me and him, I'm not going to be very, you know, friendly with him when the season starts, but I, I hope that he, I hope that he can be the answer for the Jets because I'm I'm tired of hearing of them just having to get rid of a quarterback to draft a whole new one and then let that potentially be a waste. So um, I just want them to get someone at this point. But next thing here is so Jamal Adams somewhat kind of holding out right now. Pete Carroll knows it's because of contracting. He says, quote, we expect him for camp and everything should be fine. Well, I'm confident that a deal will also get done, end quote. So, Jamal Adams, originally, like I said, from the Jets now, 
talking about the Jets once again. Jamal Adams drafted there, obviously, then got traded to Seattle. Following the first year in Seattle, which Adams appeared in his first postseason, a new deal is on the horizon, and there's a little concern with it coming into fruition. According to Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, quote, it's been ongoing and it's been amicable throughout. We recognize that he's a fantastic football player and we're in the midst of it's we're in the midst of okay, we're in the midst of and it's a big contract process. I know he knows he's been treated with a lot of respect and he's been very respectful towards the club as well. There's been good talks, just hasn't been able to get settled at this point. It's coming. We expect him for camp and everything should be fine. End quote. So the, those initial concerns that they were talking about with Adams, who's due $9.86 million this season as the final, in the final year of his contract, final year of his deal, did not show for the Seahawks mandatory minicamp on Tuesday, which he can be fined for, I believe, from the team and from the league if they wanted to. Normally that's like a team thing because it's – the, the league wouldn't necessarily – the league could, but they're not going to find you. It really wouldn't make sense for the team to, to – for the league to find you when you're missing out on team strategy things, you know, strategy-based minicamp. Like, minicamp is more based on, like, preparing your offense and defense for strategy and preparing them for plays and whatnot and just kind of – you know, just getting more involved, and that's why it's mandatory. So that's usually like something the team will find you for. But, I mean, if you don't – if if you're trying to get Jamal Adams back, it's probably not very good to find him. But, you know, sometimes you just have to do that, I guess. The minicamp long absence was excused. Still quandaries about contract squabbles lingered. So, yeah, the team, I guess, did excuse – him from being there. They're not going to do anything. However, Carol's account, though, lets it be known that things are still ongoing and have been for some time. Obviously, that's what him saying it's been ongoing and it's been ap- and it's been amicable throughout. Obviously, kind of shows that it's been around for you know a little while. There has been something wrong with it and there has been stuff going on. And I'm just trying to sit there and lie about it. But it lets it be known that there's stuff going on this whole time. Let's, you know, show that, you know, it hasn't been all, hasn't been all glory since it's, it's gotten some problems. But a long, long regarded as one of the top safeties in the NFL, Adams' versatility has made him a special has given him a special four years in the NFL, have produced three consecutive Pro Bowl nods, perhaps the game's best pass rushing defensive back, as stout versus the run, and though he needs to improve in coverage, his ability to line up at the edge, linebacker free and strong safety makes him so unique and valuable to any sort of team that he's on. And then the next thing here is, this one isn't as, I don't know, how many people actually know about this? But new offensive tackle for the Texans, Marcus Cannon, former Patriot, underwent knee surgery, but is not expected to impact his training camp presence. 
So Marcus Cannon's new chapter with the Texans away from New England has already ran into a problem. New offensive tackle, again, for the Texans. Marcus Cannon underwent a minor knee surgery following Houston's organized teammate activities, a.k.a. OTAs. But Cannon is said to be feeling good already, and the operation isn't likely to affect his participation in training camp. Ian Rappaport has reported. Has yet, though, to play a down for Houston, obviously, as he was traded there this offseason. 33-year-old was traded by the Patriots to the Texans in March amid a busy offseason that saw New England reunite with tackle Trent Brown, creating a reason to ship the veteran elsewhere. That and probably age, maybe even a little bit of production. I doubt it was that, but spent nine years with the Patriots. Cannon was one of the 67 players who opted out of the 2020 season due to the COVID-19 pandemic prior to a season spent away from football. Was reliable contributor, contributor, finishing with offensive grades of 70 or better in each of his last four years. Per Pro Football Focus, he signed a five-year extension with New England in 2016, but will play out the remainder of it in Houston. Two years left on his contract, 35th birthday not too far down the road. Among the first of the flurry of veteran offensive offseason additions made by new Texans general manager and former Patriot executive, Nick Casario imagined that they got a Patriot player from a Patriot executive. Joined Houston on short-term deals. Minor concern related to his unique scope is good news for a Texans team that will need his contributions to open lanes for Houston's variety of running backs and provide consistent protection for whoever is playing quarterback in 21. I'd say Watson, but with everything going on with him and then everything else, who really knows? Jaguars gave a tryout to Jaguars gave out a tryout and also got a sign on a contract. They signed wide receiver Laquan Treadwell. Announced Friday, wide receiver John Vea John Johnson was waived in a corresponding move, so it means it was related. Selected, okay. Next thing here is the Bears announced Friday the signings of former Broncos tight end Jake Butt. Former Chiefs defensive lineman Mike Pen Mike Pennell and offensive lineman Tyrone Wheatley Jr., who's a tryout player. And that's it for that. And then the very last thing we have to talk about today is the whole Pip, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Packers dilemma. It's reported that it's expected to last until the start of training camp. So there have been no significant developments in the whole Aaron Rodgers saga for some time now. It's been a little while. Thursday marked the end of the Packers OTA, which means Ray Rodgers officially went MIA for the entirety of the team's offseason program. Latest absence was expected. wasn't clear as to how his drama will ultimately be determined. Ian Rappaport reported that a resolution, whatever it might be likely, it won't, it won't likely be reached until late July. Quote, I'd be surprised if there was any hardcore no negotiations over the course of the next couple weeks. End quote. Rep report said on Thursday, quote, to me and based on the people I've spoken with, this is really something that will be wrapped up either way. If they do find the solution that Green Bay has wanted, if Aaron Rodgers does get the security that he wants potentially in the form of a new contract, probably not going to happen until the start of training camp. End quote. 
And that would be the next, most likely the next available time, and that's probably why he's saying that. But yeah, so if Rodgers were to play for Green Bay again, it's reporting to camp that would make the most sense. There's a financial incentive to do it also, as he would get paid to go to that because it's for the team. Like, you're going to get paid bonuses. Um, You get paid little bonuses with your contract when you show up to things like that. So showing up to something like that, if he were to ever play in Green Bay again, would make a lot of sense. And, yeah, I can completely agree with that. You know, if if you know if you were to stay with the, if you were to come back to the team, you know, but it wouldn't happen soon. It would happen next month. You would assume that he would have gone to, you know, mini camp then and all those you know and those those camps and stuff because it has something to do with the team. It's a big it's a big commitment to being with the team is doing that stuff. And if you were actually going to be a part of it. You know, this seriously shows that there's really something wrong and it doesn't it can't really be fixed to miss every single day of minicamp. You know, so who really knows? I, I'm not going to speak too much on this one because I figured I've already kind of have before and everyone kind of already knows. And th- there's nothing I could say that I haven't already talked about and that no one else has, that no one else has ever even said that you guys wouldn't know. So, um, but anyway, guys, that's going to do it for today's episode of the Four Corbett Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys end up having a great rest of your day. And, yeah, and all that other good stuff. But, uh, just make sure to rate the, go ahead and rate the podcast, both Google and Apple Podcasts. Let me know if you guys enjoyed the episode. But anyway, guys, again, that'll do it. And I'll see you guys in a couple days.